3: thechairshot.com
2: always always use your head you are now listening to chair shot radio always use your head
4: folks pc tunny here along with the real c Platt. we're talking to funny bone mr funny bone we appreciate you coming on the show first of all and one of the first topics i want to bring up with you is everything you've had going on training wise getting to where you've gotten into your career because you're very dynamic in the ring and with your character as well so please talk to us about what you went through in training and who you learned from and how you've evolved this character
3: I got trained by one of the most legendary wrestlers of all time by the name of Nick Bockwinkle. And I also got trained by Scott Casey, who who was big in Texas for a very long time. Um, Both very old-school wrestlers. Uh, If you don't know who they are, Google them. Do yourself a favor. Uh, Very old-school training, very old-school learning, very old-school everything. I don't wrestle very old school but I have a very old school mindset when it comes to everything there is wrestling. So I, I'm a little bit different in that aspect I think from a lot of guys.
0: Uh
3: I don't like I said, I don't wrestle old school style. Uh I can but I just I choose not to. Uh character wise, uh and personality wise it doesn't really fit me. Um as far as the character goes, it's, it's something that i developed over the last four or five years. Um, long story short, uh, I wanted to be as evil as I could be. So I am. So,
2: funny bone, That's I'm it. not going to lie to you, brother. You kind of got a Nick Nolte thing going on with, with, with your voice right there, brother. I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm just saying. I don't.
3: I don't know who Nick Nolte is, but if he sounds like me, he's cool. Well, Nick
2: Nolte is basically Gary Busey with less of a drug habit. But uh, but just real quick, man, you brought up the name Nick Bockwinkle, man, which is a legendary name in the wrestling industry, man. So talk a little bit about that process and, and what you learned from under Nick Bockwinkel.
3: Nick was uh, an amazing trainer. He was uh, an amazing person. Probably one of the most legendary wrestlers ever, and is the most humble man I've ever met in my life. Um, we used to make jokes about how humble he was, and jokes about how legendary he was at the same time. Uh, training with him was it was a, a jaw dropping experience. When I when I first came to the school and they told me Nick was the head trainer, I was I I thought they were lying to me. I didn't think that was actually something that was going on. Um, were you a big fan of his yeah, he, growing up at
4: all? I mean, is that is that kind of what led to you know really being in awe of him being your trainer?
3: I just, I just didn't think guys like him trained people. Uh, I I figured the the school that I found was in Las Vegas. I figured they were just going to have one of their guys be the head trainer, and I was just going to learn from a who, whoever. Uh, when they told me Nick was the trainer, I, I literally didn't think that they were, they were telling me the truth. Um, and I thought, okay, well, if he is here, he's going to be here once in a blue moon. And that wasn't the case. I saw Nick every single week, every single uh, Tuesday and Wednesday uh, for two and a half years straight. Uh, Nick was very rough in training. So was Scott. They They both were. Uh, My first day of training, we did 500 squats. My second day, we did 500 squats, and we did that for the first two weeks. Um, He was the kind of trainer, if you did something wrong, he'd probably punch you in the face. Uh, Especially if you knew better, he would probably punch you harder. Uh, But it was with love. It was a reminder. It It was like getting smacked in the face when you're a kid and you're being a dumbass. Yeah, like it to that Nick, yeah. It reminds Nick me was of my just, dad, He totally. was just amazing. Like, he really was. Yeah.
2: So, so funny bone. You talked a little bit about uh, gravitating towards evil and and trying to be as evil as you possibly can. So, I I want you to talk a little bit about what made you gravitate towards the dark side. Uh, Sin
3: I don't know if you've ever heard of that guy. Uh, he's might have I might have t- talked to him once or twice.
2: Oh, yeah, he friend of the huh? show. Shout out to Sin Bodie, man, friend of the show.
3: Uh, yeah, he's all right. Um, so, <laughs> Sin, Sin is my favorite friend of me. I love to hate him. I love to kick his ass. And if I have to, I'll tag with him and we'll kick someone else's ass. Uh, I've known Sin for like five years now. And for the longest time, he wanted me to be silly and goofy with him. He wanted me to have fun wrestling instead of going out there and just kicking ass. So I decided I was going to be silly and goofy with him. And that was probably the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. I tried my hardest to be silly and goofy and have fun with Sin, and all that made me want to do is hit Sin in the head as hard as humanly possible. I took some time off of wrestling uh, in like 2012, 2013, uh, I was having a lot of issues with the companies that I was working with, and when I came back, all I wanted to do was be the opposite of what Sin wanted me to be.
2: And that was it. Fair enough, and- Funny bone, you're doing better than me at this game called life, brother, because the dumbest thing I ever did was pay for a pound of marijuana with a personal check. So you're doing way better than me, brother. I'm not going to lie to you.
3: I don't know. Hang out with sin for a week. It's life changing. (laughs)
4: Speaking of Sin, I believe you and him will be at the Lucha Libre in Las Vegas. Uh, What is that, Saturday the 8th of April? Or Sunday? Sunday, April 8th,
3: right? Yeah, unfortunately. um, I wanted to get my hands on Damien666 and Bessia666 again. Uh, I've whooped both their asses before, and I wanted to do it again. And somehow Sin got involved in being there with me, which is very unfortunate for me. But if I uh, if that's what it takes to get my hands on them again, I'll, I'll go ahead and take it.
4: So before we transition and talk a little bit about uh, you coming into town where we are, uh, we're going to get a chance to witness you in the ring, Bruce City Wrestling, this Saturday. Talk to me... Is there anything going on in the world of wrestling right now that you're paying attention to outside of what you've got going on? Anything people should pay attention to? Anything you think is, is, is really hitting the mark as far as professional wrestling goes?
3: I mean, I, to be absolutely honest with, honest with you, I pay attention to everything. If you're a wrestler I've never heard of, you're not doing a very good job. I pay very, very close attention to every single one of the wrestlers out there in the U.S., mexico japan canada i i i keep a very close eye on everything and everyone because i want to know as much about everything as i can uh as far as stuff that's hitting the mark there's a lot of wrestlers that are doing an amazing job there's a lot of companies that are doing an amazing job wrestling's on fire right now i'm fortunate enough to be doing this for a living this is all i do with my life is is beat people up <sighs> So re- wrestling's amazing right now. My, my favorite companies to work for is Best of the West out in California and Hood Slam out in California. Now, uh, you Best brought the up West, Hood Slam. I, I actually wrestle a match with them next Saturday against Mike Rain in a cage for my Best of the West heavyweight title.
2: I'm so glad you brought up Hood Slam, man, because for those that don't know, they're a wrestling promotion or federation based out in the West Coast, and they do a lot of cool stuff, man. I, I know I, I, got, I first got introduced to them when I was out in the Bay for WrestleMania 31. That's when I first got introduced to Hood Slam, and they do a lot of cool shit, man. So talk a little bit about your experience working with Hood Slam.
3: Well, my, my two biggest things for Hood Slam is A, Uh, When I first did a Hood Slam, I actually made wrestling history. I married my girlfriend to each other live in a wrestling ring. That being the first ever same-sex marriage in a wrestling ring in history at Hood Slam. That's one of of the reasons they're one of my favorite companies, because they allowed me to do that. Um, Second thing is, is, uh, speaking of WrestleMania weekend, on the beginning of April, I think it's April 6th, is uh, the first Friday of April, I will be at Hood Slam wrestling with my tag partner, Tupacabra, for the Intergalactic Tag Team Championships against the Caution.
2: Well, we, we certainly don't want to bury that. And I'd love to come to that event because I'm actually going to be in town for WrestleMania, man. But let's double back a little bit here. You're kind of burying the lead here on us, Funny. I'm not going to lie to you. You said that you married your two girlfriends in the middle of a Hood Slam ring. Did I get that correctly? sir? Yeah.
3: Yeah, if you can let, actually let, find that on YouTube, if you look up Hood Slam Wedding. Number one, I, that's I,
4: all. Go ahead. Go ahead, Platt. Go ahead, Platt. All right, I have a question for you. Tony Bone, do you yeah. ever sleep? You're the father of seven and boyfriend of two women. Do you Do you ever? That's that's a lot going on, man. I mean, do you ever sleep? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the answer nice. I expected that's the answer there's always some kind of problem going on or or someone to spend time with right
3: exactly
4: like right now I'm actually <laughs> so, in
3: so Tehachapi California fixing my car that broke down when I was on the road this last weekend putting in a new starter I'm not joking I'm literally in Tehachapi at some freaking gas station <laughs>
2: So, so this, funny. This is my I have life, my has, life man, never because...
3: has a time where I sit down and do nothing.
2: <laughs> that That's fair. Number one, man, I'm of the belief that polygamy could work, man. So I, I pop my collar to you, sir. But I, I, I want you sure. to kind of give advice to the to the fellows out there. How do you maneuver with two women? You got two different sets of emotions. You got you know, it, it, there's a lot going on there, man. So how do you keep all, all that together, man, in the funny bone household? With Mississippi. Well, and technically,
3: Mrs. It, it's uh, the bone manner. Secondly, it's not polygamy. <laughs> polygamy is when uh, uh people have multiple different relationships. I have one singular relationship just with more people than you. Um, <laughs> we all are with each other. We all sleep in the same bed. We all eat at the same dinner table. Um, you know, we it, it's one relationship. They actually uh, came to me as a couple uh, a little bit over five years ago. And uh, I have four kids with them total, two with one, two with the other. Uh, and how I maintain that is the answer, yes. Whenever they ask me a question, the answer is yes. Yes, you can do that. Yes, you can buy this. Yes, you can have that. I just nod nice. my head so and is- look pretty. Hey, we so what we aren't the- hating on you, and we aren't trying to pry. We're just
4: we're just amazed. You you are one you're one hell of a guy. <laughs>
2: what 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 is the yeah, mission I statement tried. in the bone household brother i gotta ask what's the what what is the mission statement in the bone household ah uh.
3: I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the statement would probably be, whatever you're doing, have fun doing it.
4: There you, there you go. That's uh, a good motto to live life by. Tell us, I, before we get to Saturday, it will be our la- my last question for you. What else is coming up besides what we've talked about for you, uh, for Funny Bone, and, and what else is going on with you right now that, that people should know about?
3: Um, Like I said, I got Hood Slams, uh, big shows coming up for them for their... Uh, they're they're basically their version of WrestleMania called Entertainia. I got uh, Best of the West next weekend. It's their two year anniversary. That's gonna be on the Fight app on pay per view. Uh, just look up Best of the West, I guess. I don't know. I'm beating up Mike crane in a steel cage. Uh nice. let's see. I'm doing sixteen year anniversary for AWS on the twenty fourth. Um I think I'm beating up Sin on the 25th in Central California. Well, at least I hope I am. That's always fun. Uh, I'm wrestling WrestleMania Day, just not, you know, at WrestleMania. Uh, Tagging with Sin in Vegas, my hometown. All the locals should show up and buy my merch. Uh, Which, by the way, if you don't buy my merch, I'm going to kill you all. Tell, tell everybody where they it. can it's find awesome. all
4: your merchandise and all your social media.
3: Uh, all my social media, you can find me at Your Demon King. Oh, wait. That's the old one. Sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> your Demi God of
3: Death. Your demigod of Death, Funny Bone. Stevie's, just Google me. You'll find all of them. I don't know why people go to individual things. I just Google everybody. But uh, Your demigod of Death or demigod of Death on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Uh, If you want to buy merch, I have a whole merch uh, little page in my uh, photos on Facebook. I ship to anywhere in the world. I make most of my merch myself. I do paintings. I do masks. I have flasks. I have shirts. I have posters. I have figurines. I have most things.
2: So, everybody, get out there and get you some Funny Bone merchandise, man. It is what it is. Uh, before we get to the last I PC's got a pro
3: wrestling team, too, but nobody ever goes to it. Well, go there now, folks.
4: If you're listening to this show, go there now. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Fun- Funny Bone, <laughs> I-, I have to ask, man, because you said you have four kids by the two different women. So, I have to ask, man, was it you, you-, you knocked one up and then the other one said, oh, that looks cool. I'll have one as well. Like, h- How did that work out?
3: No, like I said, they came to me as a couple. They've actually been together for almost like 13 years or some shit. Um, when I first met them and first started talking to them and first started dating them, they always told me that they always wanted kids. So I basically, like, uh, said who's first and then told them consider themselves pregnant. Um, she actually had a set of twins that I have. Uh I have a little boy and a little girl. They're actually different races and different sexes, but yet twins. Figure that out um and then the the other one decided she wanted to have kids too so i had one and then a couple years later i had another one with
2: shout out to I funny bone set, and his super
3: spur, man. sperm man your sperm is so poly, man you, you can
2: make black and white at the same time
3: well uh yeah no my my little boy's white like me my little girl's actually a pacific islander like her mom her mom's uh from guam okay so she's uh dark skin dark hair all six of my boys are light skin, light hair, just like me, and little girls, dark skin, dark hair.
4: Last, last question on your amazing
3: family. What's
4: the favorite thing you like to do with the kids?
3: Favorite thing I like to do with the kids? Oh, every night uh, when I'm home, we sing them a, a song to go to bed to. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever watched the show uh, Out of the Box, but the goodbye song at the end of that show, we sing them uh, to bed every single night that I'm home.
4: There you go. Oh, that's what it's all about being there for your kids and being a great dad. Let's talk about this Saturday. We are having the privilege of the demigod himself, funny come to Bruce City Wrestling here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm pretty sure you sent out one badass promo video at the previous show warning everybody that you were coming
3: yeah I'll be there for on the tenth for sure listen I'm not I don't go to shows especially ones as far away from my 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 normal area and everything like that I don't go to shows to phone something in if you want to see a live wrestling show if you want to see an experience you come see me on the 10th because I guarantee from the second I start to the second I go back between those curtains, you're going to have a life-changing experience. I'm not some run-of-the-mill wrestler that comes out there with basic tights and basic boots and does basic moves. I don't come to leave an impression. I come to leave uh, a, a permanent mark on your brain. You will never forget me. You will never even try to forget me. Okay, when I call myself the original nightmare, I am just that. I get messages from fans on a daily basis that their kid has nightmares about me. Kids dress up like me for Halloween. I am the new Boogeyman, and that I'll say that in front of Boogeyman. I come to destroy. That's it. That's it. Pop,
2: I like this, man. Let, let's set up something up, man. Go ahead and cut a promo on Boogeyman, man. Let's get this popping, man. Let's go for it. <laughs> let's do it. Chairshot Radio. No,
3: honestly, listen, here, Boogeyman, uh, I've wrestled old wrestlers before. Boogeyman is not the oldest. I think Techno Destructo is, and I damn near killed him. The last thing Boogeyman ever wants to do is step in a ring with me because you may be big, you may be jacked, you may be able to smash clocks against your head, but I'm not a goddamn clock.
2: TheChairshot.com. Always use your head.